Hello and welcome to Camera Eats First. My name is Devin. And I'm Catherine. And together we are Two Marker Girls. We run a vegan YouTube channel and a blog. And this is our podcast where we talk about things like veganism, how we make our recipes, how we run our blog. We do some trending news topics in the vegan world. And for today's episode, in honor of today being International Women's Day, we thought we'd just kind of chat about some women who inspire us and just like celebrate women because that's what today is about, right? Right? Every day is about that. (laughs) Yes. So we've both kind of come up with some names. They're either like creators or entrepreneurs or just women in the world who inspire us, whether it be creatively or from a business standpoint, or just like they're cool people. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or just that they're just pretty sick people. Yeah. Um, And obviously in the show notes, we will link to all of their either their platforms or like where you can check out their content and what they do and uh hopefully we introduce you to some new amazing women that you should check out and um should we just get into it yeah where do we start i don't know where do you want to start (laughs) okay who's on your list let's start what number one what's on your list okay the first woman i have on my list is vivian k Oh, okay. I was thinking about adding her to my list too. Yeah. So she is, she's actually local from like Ontario. She lives in Hamilton, I believe. Yes, I think so. And she is an entrepreneur. She has started several businesses herself. And what I love about Vivian is just who she is because she just, she really stands for this whole mindset of being confident in yourself and just really owning who you are. And the way I actually learned about her is her whole mentality about what would Chad do. Yeah, you've heard us talk about this before. I can't I can't remember how long ago it was, but we've talked about Vivian before. Yeah, and it's this whole, it's this message to women to stop kind of guessing or second guessing yourself or undervaluing yourself. And to when you catch yourselves in these moments where you're like, well, maybe I, I shouldn't say this or I shouldn't ask for this. Think about what the average white dude Chad would do because Chad wouldn't second guess himself. He wouldn't worry about not having 100% of the qualifications. He would still go for it and so should you. And, and also he would like sound so confident talking about himself. Yeah, <laughs> Chad <still> never <laughs> lacks confidence. Yeah, I will say I, I like have a a moment of this recently too where like the first time I said something I was like yeah you know I think so and then I said it to somebody else and I was like I'm gonna say it more confidently this time and then I said I was like ah, I feel better about this <laughs> right yeah and so ever ever since I discovered her content like I would highly recommend following her on Instagram I would say that's where she's most active she's also really getting into TikTok right now which is super entertaining because she's also just like a very vibrant personality like I look forward to her stories every day because they just kind of like well they just kind of like brighten my day and lift me up yeah she's just got such great energy honestly like every time like I'll just like scrolling through stories and it gets to hers I was like yes this I need Vivian energy right now (laughs) right and whether it's just like her just like having a good time doing whatever she wants or like calling out people for not you know being not being cool not being good by the standards we should be accepting for ourselves and things like that so I think just like seeing her messages consistently and stuff 
helps remind me because every day she's on there reminding other women, especially business women too, because she started her first business when she was 28 or 30 and then started a second business, had her son at like 35 or 36, bought her own house. She's raised her son all herself and has started multiple businesses while doing all of this. And just like everything about her is very inspiring. Mm-hmm. And I also like she does really great. I don't know if she still does them, but she does really great plant care Sundays or Saturdays or I can't remember what the day is, but I, I really enjoy them because I'm terrible at taking care of plants right so she just like gets on instagram and she will you just kind of watch her water her plants and take care of her plants and sometimes she'll have like a glass of wine or she'll have some kind of nice fancy drink and there'll be some fun music and it's just like such a fun vibe and that's what she kind of brings to instagram almost every day yeah i feel like she's got like the perfect mix of like you know she's got some like real deep content where it's like you know let's talk about like someone who's not doing what they should be doing or you know like the serious stuff and then she's got stuff like plant care sunday or whatever it is and it's just so much fun and so like it's just like it's like what you need in that moment you're like thank you vivian (laughs) right and i think she kind of describes herself as like where a mix of gary vaynerchuk and oprah like just a mix of those two personalities that is a very interesting mix (laughs) It is, but, but I, I kind of see it. I get it because, like, Gary V, you get the whole entrepreneurial because she offers a lot of coaching and business stuff. Like, she knows how to run a, mm-hmm. and start a business. And then I think just like the Oprah energy she likes to channel. So, yeah. But yeah, I would highly recommend following her, whether you are interested in starting a small business, she has a lot of good tips, or you just need like an inspiring woman in your life to like uplift you every day because she honestly really really does and even when she's doing simple things like watching Bridgerton and giving her live (laughs) commentary throughout every episode it was hilarious she did that with the uh KFC soap opera too (laughs) that's how I was able to watch that because it was only available in the U.S. so that's how I literally watched it through her commentary of it (laughs) yeah oh I forgot about that one that was so good um but also like i literally have her what would chad do postcard like right above my office space yeah mine, all, I'm looking at mine right too. <laughs> always on display so yeah. yeah highly recommend checking her out even if you're not in the business world or anything she's great just for like that confidence check and reminding yourself because you can use that in every area of your life and just she's just such a good time yeah honestly i just want to be like i feel like she's a friend that i'm watching and just yeah. like I am so invested in her like she is like she has the energy that you should have in your Instagram feed yeah yeah and I don't know how <laughs> she does it honestly and just like yeah. so unapologetically herself too yes no I love that yeah mm-hmm. okay who's um, first on your list okay well the first person I thought of was Christina Tosi obviously I, I don't <laughs> I forgot to write her down, but I, that I was Devin had a brain her. fart. <laughs> I was literally thinking of her all day because I made cake today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I wrote some stuff down just to like get out the like cliff notes of who Christina Tosi is. So she's a two-time James Beard award-winning chef. She's the chef and owner of Milk Bar, uh, known for baking outside the lines, baking like 
not having to follow this exact science of, you know, this is what a birthday cake is or this is what this is, you know? She's she's just all about having fun and experimenting with food. Um, her She's most known for her classic milk bar birthday cake where it's got the naked side so you can see what it looks like on the inside. She's also known for cereal milk. And also, I think her cookies are like a big mm. feature, mm-hmm. like all the different kinds of cookies she has. Oh, and crack pie. Um, and crack pot. She's also, I feel like she's known for so many things. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then also something I learned today is that she also runs a bake club. Oh, like the, she does like this weekly bake club thing. The, the one on Instagram? Yeah. But yeah, like you can so sign fun. up for it on her website and like she'll send you it ahead of time, like the list of things and stuff. Oh, so okay. I signed up for it today. <laughs> Amazing. I didn't realize you could sign up for it like that. Like I see her doing it all the time and I, I love everything about that. Yeah, but she's just like, she's just this like really amazing woman who got her start in um, David Chang's restaurant, right? Um, yeah, that's kind of where she became the chef that she is now, I think. Yeah, she was like, yeah, basically that's where like, that's kickstarted her like milk bar legacy, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. She was working there. I think it was, I'm trying to remember correctly, but again, for exact details, highly recommend watching her episode of Chef's Table. Very, very good. Um, but I'm pretty sure it was something like she had an idea, she brought it to him, and he's like, sure, go ahead, make it. <laughs> and then I think that was the, was it the, it was crack pie? Yeah, I think she made it kind of as a fluke, and it was part of family meal. Yeah. And everyone was obsessed with it, and that's why it's called crack pie. Yeah, and then I think at some point, too, she had, I think her first thing on the actual menu that she made was like a panna cotta. Mm-hmm. I think it was like a cereal milk panna cotta or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, but yeah, she like got her big start there. It's what kickstarted her like experimentation and baking. And I mean, obviously she's been doing it since she was a kid, but it was her kickstart of like milk bar and what she is known for today. Um, and then obviously it grew and became something amazing and she got her own space in her own bakery. And she has so many of them, I think across the country. Um, and she's just like, I think she's like one of the most well-known bakers, right? At least for our generation. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and she's just amazing. Like you'll hear us, ta- you've t- heard us talk about her so many times before, but she's just like, she's just like the goal, not goal, but like, she's just like the inspo for what you should be about food and baking and having fun in the kitchen and not taking things so seriously. Exactly. I feel like her mindset and her whole approach to food and cooking and baking is kind of what we have always felt and what we continue to like remind us about that like food is fun and you don't need to be like tied to trying to be too fancy or trying to be too healthy like life's too short to worry about how many cookies you eat in a day like that's something Mm -hmm. that she lives by yeah and that is something I live by too (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I also think like one of the things I really like about Milk Bar and what she's created there is that like She's just being herself and it's proof that like doing your own thing and highlighting what makes you special and what you find special about food can be successful. It doesn't have to follow traditional lines of being like, this is what you do at a bakery and this is what people like. You know, if you create something really cool and exciting, people will try it. Um, So I like that part of it is just so inspiring. Yeah, like her whole mindset behind the quote unquote naked cake where you don't ice the entire outside of it that kick-started a whole trend in the baking industry when she did that and she just did that because it's something that she believed in like she thought why are we Mm -hmm. hiding the cake 
We can have equal parts good icing and actually see the cake. Yeah, she's one of those things of like, you know, you want to see what's inside it before you even get it. That's the showstopper type thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, she's just like an all round amazing person and somebody everybody should follow everywhere. Watch her chef's table episode. Also watch her episode of uh, The Chef Show. It's equally as great. (laughs) Like, I think the chef show, like, I I, I love the chef's table episode, but I think the chef show, you truly get a sense for who she is because she's also interacting with friends in it and she's just kind of like hanging out. And it's really fun to see somebody just so chill who's had so much success. Mm -hmm. It feels like she's able to find this balance between between being almost like you know the peter pan like never grow up kind of thing yeah but also you know clearly a very talented businesswoman and knows her stuff but and then she'll get like very like nerdy and technical about the science of baking so you Mm -hmm. have like the mesh of these three things that i feel like we all kind of like i want to embody all three of those things but it's difficult but she makes it look so easy and so fun because it's just her, right? Yeah. That's just who she is. And it's just naturally her. Yeah, no, she's honestly so incredible. I think she's a great uh, role model for anybody. And I also think one of the things that I really appreciate about her is that she doesn't keep her, like, trade secrets hidden. Like, I think there's a lot of things where people are like, no, 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 you know, we can't, like, because then somebody else will do it and my thing won't be as special anymore. But, like, you can get her milk bar birthday cake recipe on her website. And, like, you can... And I think that's just, like, part of her appeal is that she's not afraid to share things because she still knows that, like because her passion for food like we could make the milk bar birthday cake we have but I know whatever we make no matter how much I do it it'll never be as good as hers because of the passion she puts into it because it's her own creation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it, you're right it does say uh, a lot about her that she just wants to share these recipes and teach people like that's what her bake club is too right teaching people Mm-hmm. but yeah so you'll hear us talk about her over and over and over again so <laughs> Yes, she's literally like I feel like the inspiration for TMG at least lately. Yeah, definitely, she's become such a pivotal part of our mindset in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Of just like trying fun things and just doing what we want to do. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so now speaking of kind of like our mindset in the kitchen, my next uh, woman on my list is Lisa Lee, the Viet Vegan. Yes, she was my next person on the list too. <laughs> It's like, how could we not? Like, not only is she, she's such a talented recipe developer, like really through and And photographer and like all the creative stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And she just, I like how she always keeps it real in all of her videos, in all of her content. Like, this is Lisa. This is, you know, this is her. And I remember before, like, obviously we watched her content before we were friends with her. And yeah. you realize, like, the person that you're seeing on YouTube and the person that we became friends with, they're the same person. Yeah. It's, it's like, I, you always kind of think when you see people on YouTube, you're like, oh, you put on some sort of YouTube persona, you know? Because, like, I'm sure a lot of people do. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it's, like... Lisa's just so genuine and so herself so unapologetically herself you know she's just gonna be her and I think that's something that's so admirable especially as somebody who is in the spotlight a lot because it can be really difficult to be yourself um so no yeah it's something I've always admired about Lisa and like there's a reason 
she is like her content I watch consistently because it's just so real but it's also fun and engaging and like like it can just be a simple grocery haul and I still have so much fun watching it yeah yeah because you also you don't need her to put on this bigger show than she is because who she is is just like entertaining and welcoming and just relatable to watch like and I think Mm -hmm. too her feelings about food and our feelings about food are all like very much the same like we're all like don't you just love food so much I mean there's a reason we're also friends with her (laughs) (laughs) we're very similar people (laughs) and something too that like I've come to really notice and inspires me about her is that she seems like the kind of person who is always continuing to learn things Mm -hmm. like when she got into sourdough like everybody else Mm -hmm. did like you can she you can tell she went and she watched the videos and she learned so much about it yeah it's this is the one thing that like you can see how much she enjoys the process of cooking and not just the end result always she like loves every step and learning about how each step works and why you do that because i even saw that with the wash satan video that she put out that she's talking about how she just thoroughly enjoyed doing this process and everything um it really comes through in her content how much she just enjoys cooking Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and just to like creating too like Mm -hmm whether it's her photography or it's creating the recipes or you know doing stuff on procreate like she does like you both do Mm -hmm. you know all those things that you're always kind of teaching yourself new things and enjoying that process of trying new things like when she does the workshops on instagram like when she made that mushroom bouquet like all of those kinds of things that she takes part in even though you know it's content and stuff like that it's also it speaks to her personality that she just yeah enjoys these experiences Something else that I actually really admire about Lisa as an internet person is that she's not afraid to be like, hey, guys, I'm burnt out. There's no video this week. Or like she's not afraid to just be like real about the like struggles behind constant content creation. She's not afraid to change her content to make it work for her in the moment she's in. Like, I feel like this is something both of us struggle with is like letting go of this schedule we have of like, you know, if we're not feeling well, it's okay not to do a video or it's okay not to do this. I don't think we've ever done that no (laughs) so it's something that clearly we are working we need to work on and lisa just does it like i see her do it and i'm like wow i just i wish i could be like that like more people need to be like that yeah yeah and i also like when we talk to her about you know the work and trying to get through it all like we know that that's a process for her as much as it is for us and i think too um having her as a friend who is also a creator like when we're able to just kind of like talk about so what are Mm -hmm. you going through with these contracts or with your (laughs) viewers or with your content like what are you feeling right now and those conversations we're able to have with her I mean they're very helpful for us and I appreciate that we can all just like be so honest about these experiences because it is still kind of a new industry right (laughs) and not a lot of people are talking that openly about it so I'm glad that we have like each other to have those conversations with yeah no so yeah i mean i'm sure if you follow us you probably already know lisa and you probably already follow lisa but if you don't highly recommend checking out lisa she is a great energy just like vivian to have in your instagram feed and on your youtube feed and all that stuff definitely 
Um, another one. So staying in the realm of kind of like foodie friends or like foodie vegan blogger type thing. I think we both have her on the list. Lisa Kitahara. So another mm-hmm. Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we actually recently uh, recorded like a review of a couple of her recipes for a future video. But Lisa basically runs a blog called Okonomi Kitchen, um, all about Asian inspired recipes um i think she has a japanese and chinese background herself so she brings a lot of the techniques that she's known from growing up and her family and she brings that to her recipes and like i don't know how to say this to really get through the amazingness of her content but her content is so amazing it's like art at this point like it truly (laughs) is art yeah like literally any time something new comes out which seems like it's every day like anytime something new comes out it's like how where does it like where is the creative I don't understand how the create I, I have no juices left I'm just over here making like let's put something different on a pizza she's just <laughs> so creative <laughs> and I mean honestly I a lot of people will have this on the internet but she makes it look easy right you can tell she's so good at what she does because she makes it look so easy and i i felt that before because she made it look so easy that i thought i could do it and then once (laughs) you actually try to do it you're like oh my god it's i mean i knew it wasn't going to be easy but man but i i actually so much harder than i thought i actually do think doing that recent like testing out some of her recipes i do think that even that opened up the appreciation even more because you realize how just how technical these recipes are and how much skill goes into them and how much like years of just experience and growing up doing this goes into it that you're like wow it looks so easy or like oh my god I buy this for a dollar at the store but it's actually so difficult to do it's like a lifetime art (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I do think too it's so cool to see her take these recipes that she grew up with as a kid right and you know make them new again make them vegan or whatever she needs to do but really add a piece of herself to them mm-hmm. and kind of almost just like that's a lisa recipe even though she grew up with it this is hers now and i just think there's so much creativity and i just like i like it so much that she's bringing that more to her channel than she used to before too yeah I will say, I think both Lisa's, Lisa Lee and Lisa Kitahara, I think they've both opened my eyes so much about different Asian cuisines and the techniques and the flavors and all the stuff. Like before, like I've always loved different Asian cuisines. I think they're so delicious, but I never really understood the importance of some things or like the technique that goes into it or all this stuff. And I think both of them are doing such a good job at like opening people's eyes to the lifetime of work that goes into creating some of these recipes and techniques and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, highly recommend checking out her content, trying her recipes. So good. And also, like, don't beat yourself up if you can't do it because, like, it is some of it is so different. Some of, it's so deceptively difficult. Like, it does yeah. not look that difficult because, again, she's just so good at what she does. But, like, it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's okay that it doesn't look as pretty as hers. It's yeah. I promise you, it's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, highly recommend giving her a follow. She is a gr- another great influence to have on your Instagram feed. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I would say another one that kind of falls into that category of like foodie, vegan, blogger type thing is Afia of the Canadian African. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we recently found her content over the last year and like has completely like changed the Instagram game. I just like I she put so much thought and so much work into every single one of her posts. Like I feel bad when I like post something and be like, oh, it's here's a taco. It's really delicious. <laughs> and then like she's posting these incredible like paragraphs of like talking about Ghanaian recipes or Ghanaian ingredients and educating people. And it's just like it's it's it adds so much to social media and i think people undervalue that i was just gonna say like she's bringing an insane level of value to her content like not only are they incredible recipes but there's so much to learn from them too and she's putting in all this work to you know teach people and share these things with people because you can tell it means so much to her and it's exciting for her to share it too and i i love that we found that and i love how it's teaching us more about understanding where food is coming from and all the things that it's important to learn the stories behind food and not just eat it or share it and not know those things yeah it was i think i've mentioned her in a a podcast a I don't know how long ago, maybe a couple podcast episodes ago, where I was talking about it was really her that kind of opened up our eyes to really talk, like honing in your like home food, your food you grew up with, the stories behind your food, the ingredients that go into it and all that kind of stuff and where it comes from. Um, And she's like one of the main reasons that I started doing more like Portuguese and Maltese recipes on our blog, because I was like, this is like, it's so exciting to see her share childhood recipes. I want to do that. That's so fun. Yeah, and when you think about it, like, there, there's so many recipes out there. There's so much food content out there. But at the end of the day, what makes all of this content meaningful is the people and the stories behind it. And that's why, like, when you think about, well, should I be putting these recipes out there? There's already so much. There might be a lot, but there isn't your recipe in your story, and that still matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, she's she's opened our eyes to a lot and then also she just has great content like she put put out a ebook that i haven't cooked from yet but i plan to cook from soon i bought some ingredients for it um but like she's putting out she put out an ebook she put so much effort into every single one of her instagram posts she does a lot of educational content like carousel posts all that kind of stuff and she's doing so much work outside of instagram too like when i hear what she's doing i was like how do you have the energy <laughs> Honestly, I feel that about uh, pretty much like all the women on this list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How are you doing all of this? I'm making it look so good. I'm so impressed and so inspired. Yeah. Yeah, no, I would highly recommend giving her a follow. I think she is she's doing a lot of good in the food community as a whole but also specifically the vegan food community because i think there is a lot of work needed in the vegan movement right now and she is doing a lot to push that forward definitely definitely okay do you have any other food related ones on your one more okay Uh, kind of food related but kind of more vegan movement anti-oppression related but andrea the toronto vegan mom Mm -hmm. she is just amazing literally amazing she does so much work in the anti-oppression anti-oppression area she puts so much of herself 
out there for people like it is so inspiring to see what she does for people for the vegan movement for everything that I just I could not leave her off of this list because I don't know where she gets the physical energy but then the mental energy to do it she is literally so incredible doing what she does I was gonna say like not even just like the energy but also kind of like the strength to do it Mm -hmm. because like from a mental standpoint the things that she is opening up conversations about and being honest about like not only putting that out there but also having to deal with all of the backlash that comes from raising awareness about stories that need to be told like it takes Mm -hmm. a lot of strength to take that on for yourself and for so many people in your community yeah yeah no she does so much work everywhere like she has helped to bring to light some sexual assault instances in the vegan community she has worked on anti-racism things in so many different areas and just trying to better the vegan movement she's not afraid to call people out when it's needed but she's also not afraid to admit where she's like made mistakes and where she's had to work to bring herself to that point and like i think that honesty is so like people underestimate how brave it is to be that honest about who you were and how you've made changes and what you I feel like sometimes like when people make changes it can be very easy to be like oh I just won't bring up anything that I've done in the past but she just does it so well and so like it's just so inspiring to see that she's willing to air out everything to better the world yeah like you said like there's such a bravery to that but also just being able to articulate these things in like in an honest way and just in a way that speaks so respectfully and meaningfully to all the different situations like how do you how do you always find the words (laughs) right there are so many times where like I don't even like I don't know what to say how did she just put this like paragraph together and like make it make sense and make it understanding to everybody like I just I don't understand that's that's a very underrated skill. Definitely, definitely. And there's a, there's a grace to it. Like, it's it's so interesting to see this, the strength, but with the grace. I think that's what you see in a lot of her content when she's dealing with, like you said, sometimes very serious issues and problems that need to be addressed, but still speaking to them in just such a human way. And I think, too, because she's so open about herself within the situations, there's a lot more power in the message. So she's like, she's putting herself out there in such a way, like I can't even imagine doing. Yeah. And that's why it's so inspiring to see because I think it reminds us, uh, you know, you can put yourself out there to fight for these things that you believe in and that matter. Yeah, I think she's doing so much for so many different areas that like the least we can do and the least anybody who believes in anti-oppression like areas the least we could do is support her and be there for her in like do in the work that she does because it is very very needed in this world that we are in um plus not to mention she has two of the most adorable kids (laughs) they're so cute and i love their content whatever she posts about them (laughs) (laughs) all right um speaking of content the next i have a another instagrammer on okay on my list it's lauren mcphillips from this renegade Ooh, love good ad good ad yeah so she 
I mean, I think she got a lot of her growth from starting a personal blog and branding and lifestyle photography. Like those are all the things that Lauren does so, so well. She has, I don't know how she does it, but she has found a way to authentically and honestly tell her stories and still make them so relatable to everybody else and still Mm -hmm. make them something that like even brands can work with you know what I mean like she yeah will never support something that she doesn't truly believe in and you can trust that from Lauren and she just feels like the most relatable person too through all of her content like she will talk about things that probably have stigmas around them so uh, you know more talking about mental health talking about her feelings towards motherhood talking about sexuality like all of these things that in the past a lot of us feel nervous about talking about but she will put it all out there and it feels like you can relate to her because you're getting this authentic version of her and she yeah. just she also just takes like really good photos really good storytelling <laughs> personal branding stuff on point she's also hilarious yeah <laughs> she's so funny some of the reels she puts out so funny mm-hmm. i mean with a lot of these women i look at them and I'm like I, that's who i want to be when i grow up all of them they all have these pieces that i'm like i want to aspire to be like that when i'm you know older yeah or tomorrow can i be like that <laughs> tomorrow i'm very yeah, ambitious no, <laughs> no i i would 100 agree i didn't have her on my list but that's because i completely like i would have added her to my list if i she had been there but she is honestly amazing she's like a nice light to have on social media through the craziness that is social media um yeah no I would highly recommend giving her a follow she's good about like body positivity and just like all around like women just being their self and not being worried about what other people think of them or you know she's talked a lot about her choice her decision to not have children and that like she gets shamed a lot for that you know and like just trying to break these stigmas that are f- placed on women no matter who they are exactly exactly it's refreshing and very much needed on social media and i think when you say the phrase like a lifestyle blogger or lifestyle instagrammer mm-hmm. i think she defies a lot of those stereotypes in all the ways that need to be defined yeah. and uh i also like too that she's very open about like because she did to make a shift from working for a PR agency to doing her own thing, you know, running her own personal blog. She talks also a lot about entrepreneurship and freelancing and contracts and all of that stuff and all of the struggles that come with running your own business. Like she's now gotten back into not only working for herself and she works for another company and does their social. So it's been interesting to see her go through the shift of it's great to be your own boss, but then that can also get very exhausting so now she's at a point where she's like I want to do some of my own stuff but I like I want some of the structure of working for somebody else and she's found a good balance of that so I like seeing that story because we don't see a lot of people talk about the fact that running your own thing and having your own platform is also exhausting sometimes yeah no I really appreciated when when she like announced that she'd got another job or something or that her blog was going to be more of like a side thing it's not going to be her main source of income anymore I remember see- he- he- seeing that and being like what like you can do that 
like right? that's okay like it's like it's so strange that i thought that but like that just like is proof to like i feel like the society that we live in where they're like you need to hustle all the time you need to work for yourself you need to only want to work for yourself you know it has to be the most rewarding thing possible when you get there and like that outweighs all the exhaustion that comes with it that's not true sometimes yeah it's like she went back to a little bit more of a quote-unquote normal job because there's more balance there like the whole work-life balance I think people struggle with that in any job but we don't hear a lot about people who have internet jobs wanting to go back to this more typical job because it offers a little bit more balance and structure that they weren't getting before yeah no yeah so I, I think she's a very great person to have onto your feed for that kind of content but that just kind of realness about like a working woman yeah yeah in the modern day honestly all (laughs) of these women are too yeah one like i was gonna say i think everything that we say about one of them could be applied (laughs) to all of them yeah um someone else that i didn't have her on my list but your addition of lauren reminded me uh sarah of the birds papaya i don't know if you follow her or not um but she is like she, her main her main thing is body positivity. She is somebody who was overweight for a long time. She went through like a health weight loss journey and you know she lost like a ton a ton of weight but it didn't make her happier with her body she just kept wanting to lose weight and she went through this whole like self-love journey of like just loving the body that you're in no matter what it looks like and no matter what stage it is and looking at the positives rather than the negatives looking at what your body can do for you and what it's done and the movement and the capacity like she's uh, she recently had a baby and she like talks about how you know yes I have rolls and stretch marks but this is the body that gave me my baby and like all this stuff and it's very it's so nice to see because I think social media can be a very very detrimental place for women's self-esteem especially I can't speak to men's because I'm not a man I'm sure it's there as well but I think for women like seeing these picture perfect scenes of these like really skinny women can be really detrimental to health when it's the only thing you see and I think having her in my feed has really like been that kind of like sigh of relief sometimes where you like see her post and you're like wow like I just I love her so much she's just so positive but also negative like at times where you're like like where she to the point where she's like it's okay to be upset with your body sometimes you know that's normal that's human you know that's part of a self-love journey and that's part of this and she's just she's to me she's like the equivalent to a Lauren where she's just so real Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and in a space like social media where people can get so harsh because they forget that they're talking to a real person it takes a lot of strength to put yourself out there like that and to you know be the representation that so many of us need to see but so many of us are afraid to be Mm -hmm. and like too when you even see some of the comments that women like this get on social you're like how do you continue to do this like one of those comments would literally like put me into bed and just lie down and be like oh I hate myself and all this stuff and the fact that they are able to still move on and do this kind of stuff just shows how strong they are and how much people like them are needed right now Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. especially like I think about the younger women and teens growing up like Mm -hmm. we need them to see all these messages too so that they don't 
spend so much of their life being unhappy with who they are. Yeah, I will say one of my favorite things she's ever done. She posted a photo of her in this like jumpsuit and she wasn't wearing a bra. So her nipples were like showing. And some guy made this like comment being like, oh, you're such a whore. Put your nipples away. And she basically photoshopped her nipples all over her body (laughs) and then posted that photo of just her in a jumpsuit with just (laughs) nipples everywhere. And it was the funniest thing ever. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah, it was just it's like things like that where you're like, I just like I appreciate this so much. And I think things like that are really like maybe they're not. But to me, it's like that post that's meant to just kind of be funny and petty and all this kind of stuff can actually help so many people. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Because that's the way we all want to be able to see unnecessary criticisms like he didn't need to say that no one ever needs to say anything yeah. like that and we all wish we could just take it almost as a joke like she did even though there's a lot of pain behind someone pointing out anything that you could be insecure about but mm-hmm. to be able to just like throw it back in their face and kind of treat it like you know just bounced off of you it doesn't matter all of yeah. us kind of like want that mentality yeah so yeah, I would highly recommend giving her a follow. She also, again, her baby, she just had a baby, is so cute. <laughs> the cutest baby. And I will say this about so many babies. But, like, <laughs> the cutest baby. <laughs> the ba- Like her baby always just looks grumpy and it's oh. the funniest thing. <laughs> like she just, she'll like post these photos of like, look at this beautiful sunset and look at my baby frowning at it. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Amazing. I honestly like I feel like if you need some happiness to your social at like find somebody who posts about their really cute baby <laughs> true so true <laughs> oh um okay who else is on your list okay um so this is actually this is the last one on my list uh her name's Becky Peckham I don't know so she's from the YouTube channel Becky and Chris I, I've talked okay, about their sh- yeah yeah I've talked about their content before so she and her husband Chris have a YouTube channel they started it just making vlogs and stuff because they wanted to document their lives they wanted to kind of force themselves to use their weekends more adventurously so they would document it and Becky was always the one editing and filming the vlogs because Chris also worked like full-time as a I think he's a radiologist or something along that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. And so over the years since they started that, like, she's always been a photographer. That was kind of her job, photographer and graphic designer. But over the years, as their YouTube channel has grown, her video skills and knowledge have also grown so much with it. Yeah, like... Like, like movie quality. Like, it is so good. Like, I think they put out this video of a very real and a very emotional video recently of uh, her. Are they married? Yeah. Of her husband um, getting, I think, a needle poke from working with a patient who is HIV positive. And like that whole experience and that whole film, like short film that they put out was incredible. Like Netflix worthy, right? Yeah, so incredible. If you, again, go to their YouTube channel if you haven't heard of them and watch that video first because it is so amazing. Yeah, and like the fact that, I mean, she taught herself a lot of this stuff on her own. Chris knew some some of it and taught it to her, but just seeing her progress and seeing her knowledge, because they'll do vlogs still, but they also do a lot of tutorials because they know all of this stuff. They know the gear and they know the editing stuff so 
thoroughly, but they can also explain it in such a simple way. And in, at least like in the videography space, especially on YouTube and probably beyond YouTube too, it's still kind of rare to see women in this kind of like expertise mm-hmm. level, right? And so kind of seeing her, I look to her as a, like inspiration and motivation because the other side of that is like I always find myself being inspired by male cinematographers like Peter yeah. McKinnon. Her skills are equal to Peter McKinnon. Yeah. And I've always wanted to find like a female representation of that to kind of aspire to because we're all looking for a representation of ourselves out there, right? Mm-hmm. To know that like that's what that's possible. Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and really like Becky is that. And not yeah. only is she super knowledgeable and knows her stuff and aesthetics and decor like all of these things are just goals Uh, yeah but she's also so real and just like sometimes she'll be so dorky and weird on camera in ways that i'm like oh that's how me and Catherine act all the time (laughs) and it's just so cool to see someone just yeah this is me yeah um yeah no i i just recently started watching their channel because of you you sent it to me um but yeah, that whole that video like blew me away. Yeah, I was. I, it was just so good. They like the whole story of it, the pacing of it, everything was perfect. Yeah, the quality of their work just blows my mind. Like from a like a technical standpoint, the equipment, but the storytelling of it is just always so good. And the way she will cut together, even like a vlog, I'm just, I look at those and I look at the structure and I try to think about how she put that together. And she has even done videos, like being like, when I make a video, this is what happens behind the camera. This is how I make all of these shots happen. And I just, I love seeing and learning all of those things from her. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so if you're looking for a high quality YouTuber, head that way especially if you're someone who watches a lot of peter mckinnon and things like that you will probably also like her content yeah yeah their vlogs are great too mm-hmm. um so i have one last one kind of in the same vein of a christina tosi it's more of like a food chef type person uh nadia hussein yes i love her so much have you started watching any of her things i did yeah i watched a couple weekends ago her show okay. on netflix uh, yeah Yeah, I love her so much. So for a little background, she's from, I believe, season six of The Great British Bake Off. So she's just a home baker. Um, And then she went on to The Great British Bake Off. She ended up winning it. Um, And she's like published several cookbooks since then. She's had several BBC BBC shows as well as Netflix shows. Uh, She's written a children's cookbook as well as like a fiction novel. Like she's done a lot of writing. But she's just like... To me, she's like a very similar person to Christina Toshi. She's just like, she just wants to have fun with food. And she just gets excited about food and doing things that are a little outside the norm. And that like, you wouldn't think like this like really nice pastry chef would make. Not that like, again, she didn't go to school for cooking. This is all from like self-taught growing up stuff. But like you see someone like that and you expect them to make these like beautiful pastries and all this stuff. And she does that stuff. But she also does stuff where she puts Oreos at the bottom of cupcakes. And it's just so wonderful. Yeah. I was going to say like when you're watching her in the kitchen and when she's talking about the recipes, you feel like nothing but joy radiating from everything she says and everything she does. You can just tell that she's thoroughly enjoying herself making all of this food and talking about it and sharing it too 
Mm-hmm. And like she shares some about like if you follow her on Instagram, she also shares things about her family and her kids are so cute and her and her husband, like everything is so just lovely and precious and they all just really enjoy food. Like, so did you watch Nadia Bakes on Netflix? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I just, the end scene where the last recipe they always share with the crew and stuff like that, where they always keep that in. I love that because she just like, it shows, like she just likes to share her food. Yeah. And it's so nice. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what else to say about just like she, like you said, she will make all of these, they look fancy and they look technical recipes, but as she's talking about it, she feels like very relatable in how she's mm-hmm. explaining things and just makes me feel like oh i could make that i could learn enough to be that confident and that knowledgeable in the kitchen you know what i mean yeah no she's she makes it so incredibly approachable but at the same time like you make something and you're like wow i'm so proud of what i just did yeah yeah and- it's this it's so lovely and it's just this like there's this this like this it's not meant to be negative anyway but this just like childlike quality to her where she's just so happy to see a finished baked good and try it and share it with people and like i think that's the same thing applies to christina tosi as well they just like love food Mm -hmm. yeah i watch both of them i'm like that's how i feel about the food too yeah, I, so, like, I would highly recommend checking out uh, Nadia Bakes on Netflix. It's available on Canadian Netflix. I assume also UK Netflix. I don't know about American Netflix, so you'll have to take a look. Um, Nadia Bakes. There's also another one. I can't... Uh, Nadia's Time to Eat, I think, is what it's called. It's all, like, 20-minute recipes. That was also on Netflix. She's just such a joy to watch, and she's so great and so amazing, and her recipes look so good. Yeah, seriously. Like, I really want to put Oreos at the bottom of cupcakes. Right? Like, that's the first one. I was like, well, we could veganize this one so easily, too. Let's do it. Right? <laughs> I also find she makes things look so easy. Yeah. Yeah. And so Like, pretty. when she's, like, making, like, caramels and stuff, too. And I was like, how did you... How are you not stressing out right now? I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no. She's such a joy to watch. If you really enjoy watching cooking shows, uh, sh- she is one that I would highly recommend. And also, like, if you haven't seen The Great British Bake Off, I would also highly recommend watching that because there's a lot of great personalities every season on that show. <laughs> Maybe we'll get to it in one of our uh, food content review segments. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Devin, have you, have you seen a single season of The Great British Bake Off? No, I feel like I've just seen clips that have gone viral or gone popular on the yeah. internet. I okay, I know this is a little off tangent, but I really enjoy that show because they don't get any money for that show for winning it. It's just people who really enjoy baking that are there. That's I just love that show so much. Aww. Yeah. So yeah, highly recommend watching that show and following Nadia Hussein. She's got a bunch of cookbooks. I don't have any, but I want them all. But everything she makes is delicious, so yeah and like we said at the beginning we will link to all of these amazing women in the show notes so you can go check out their work follow them see what we're talking about um but this was really fun i think uh i enjoy talking about women who inspire us because it reminds us of like all the amazing women around us i mean that's what this day is for even though we should do this every day like Mm -hmm. Catherine, you you should also be on my list so you inspire me all the time (laughs) i guess you're on my list too yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no i think you know i i think we're, we're we work together really well and i think we're slowly 
finding our rhythm in this like wacky food blog world (laughs) oh gosh sure we are (laughs) whether or not it's working for us in the terms of the algorithm is a separate thing (laughs) true true well i hope this served as a reminder to everyone else to recognize the amazing women in your life today and every day and i do recommend like if there's an area in your life where you find yourself predominantly watching men or whatever it is whatever like if you're consuming youtube videos and it's like predominantly men which i noticed recently do take like this extra step and try and find a female creator in that industry or a female whatever it is and see if you can find someone because it's it is extremely powerful to be able to find somebody who's doing something in the area that you enjoy that is predominantly done like dominated by men at least in terms of the popular ones the most seen ones it is extremely powerful and underestimated I think the value of having that female influence in that area in your life like for me for instance I watch a lot of commentary YouTube videos and that is like very largely dominated by men like I watch a lot of Cody Ko and Curtis Connor and it was only recently that I really tried to find some a woman who was doing it and I found one and I was like this is so nice to actually see a woman do this after watching like six different men do it and all the popular ones are men this is like it's not an area I'm now never gonna make commentary YouTube but it's so nice that the content I'm consuming can still support women even though it's predominantly dominated by men yeah, no, I I find I do that in almost every thing that I get interested in. Like for podcasting, so many of the top podcasts are male voices. And I I love these shows, but I'm still constantly searching for the women who are telling these stories too because obviously they're out there and I want to hear, you know, I want to hear myself out there like we all do. And in any industry, like I did the same thing with videography and with YouTube. I used to watch a lot of male creators and then I was like, well, where are the the creators that are like me, you know? Yeah. And so it feels like I can't not do it. I can't not search for these things. Yeah, because like we, I think we said it earlier in the podcast is there's some part of it being able to see especially in an area that you're also in, like photography, videography, whatever it is, it is so powerful to see somebody, a woman out there doing it really successfully. Because when it's only men you're consuming in that area, there's like whether it's conscious or not, in the back of your mind, there's something saying like, oh, I can't make it because only men make it because those are the only successful people that I see is all men. So when you get that influence like of a woman in that industry in that place where you hope to be one day that is so powerful whether you realize it or not because you're like oh this actually is possible exactly oh my gosh yes that just sums up how I feel every time (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yeah would highly recommend doing some searching in the areas that you've noticed you're consuming predominantly men male creators whatever it is finding people that identify with the gender you identify with that helps that connection and that like sense of possibility for you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right well that's gonna be it for this episode we hope you enjoyed it be sure to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes and if you want to check out any of our content it's at twomarketgirls.com or twomarketgirls on youtube and on all of the socials except tiktok we don't have that yet oh that word yet <laughs> it's literally, yeah it's it's 
We might be on there soon. Who knows? It might be on the horizon, but we're afraid. Yeah. <laughs> Approach with <Okay>. caution. <laughs> yes. Everything, especially TikTok. Yeah.